the Direct Your Vibe podcast. I'm your host and director of Vibes, Leslie Schultz. I am so excited to share this episode with you today. Before I introduce today's special guest, I want to pause for a second to celebrate what the two of us just graduated from because taking the time to celebrate yourself and the milestones you achieve, no matter the size, helps to alchemize the experience and truly lock in the feeling. It's basically magic. Last night, we both celebrated the final call of Infuse, an eight-week energetic business accelerator course led by the incredibly talented and inspiring Katie Hitchcock. We celebrated abundance, women supporting women like I've never seen before, authenticity and clarity, all of which are words that I did not expect to describe my life in 2020, but I'm really grateful and proud of the work I've done so that I can The deep inner work we walked through in that course has brought a new level of clarity in who I am, what I've overcome, and the magic I have to share with the world because of it. Authenticity is my superpower. And as I continue to lead myself through the challenging work that is true growth, I have to celebrate today's guest because she helped open my eyes to so much of this clarity. Siri Wieringa is a goddess who helps other women feel their inner light and heal stress in their body using energy healing, human design, and so much more. Her story is incredibly inspiring. She was not only a participant in the Infuse program I mentioned, she was also a guest speaker. And I loved her energy and insight so much that I booked my own human design chart reading. And oh my God, it was so incredibly validating and eye-opening. Siri is joining us today to share all things human design. I'm so excited, and I hope that it inspires you to dive into your own chart and start to understand your soul's true calling. And as you know, human design has been a huge tool that has completely transformed the way I navigate through life. I'm sure it's the same for you. It totally helps me live more authentically, more aligned in my true purpose. I can't wait for more people to know about this and then be able to talk about it more moving forward in other episodes. So thank you so much for being here. Yay! Of course. So excited. (laughs) Um, Let's just dive right into it. Like, what is human design? What the heck are we talking about? Human design is, is a funny thing because it's a new modality. It's a new science. Basically, it's a form of astrology. So it's based off of your birth time and it's based off of where the planets were when you were born. But it's a system that integrates aspects of the I Ching, the Kabbalah, um, astrology, Chinese medicine, all together, all in one. And so what happens is you, you know, put your birth chart into the, the systems they have for human design and you are presented with a chart that represents the energy that you are as you came into this lifetime. Um, and it gives you so much amazing information about all that, about how the energy works in your system, basically. It's just a really cool blueprint to see how we're made. That's a really good way to sum it up. And I think you had said something at one point about it being like your soul's blueprint for how it was meant to come into the world. And so as we talk about it, it's so easy for us to go away from that blueprint because society puts its own blueprint on top of us, but we're not all the same. And that's one thing that I've really loved about this. And there's so many layers to it, but for somebody that is maybe hearing about this for the first time, what is a good place for them to start? So um, the most, I think the most 
the easiest site to start out with is to go to mybodygraph.com and you can actually type in your information there to get your own charts. So you can look that up yourself. Um, you'll need your name, birth date, um, and ideally your exact birth time. If you don't have your exact birth time, um, you can call the hospital um, that you were born at, or you can look on your birth certificate, and then also your birthplace, because um, that gauges your time zone wherever you were born in the world. So yeah, mybodygraph.com, you type in all that info, and then you're presented with a chart <laughs> that's very overwhelming looking. <laughs> You'll see a bunch yeah, of colors. Let's, let's of just put that disclosure in there. Like, you're going to see it and be like, what the fuck is this? Like, what, yeah. why? Why am I this? <laughs> so like, this... This episode is here to like help you understand what to look at. <laughs> yes. Yes. Because, you know, um, I was, I felt lucky because when I first got, um, someone first told me about human design and I got so lit up by the idea and I really loved it. And then I looked at myself and I sort of went on this rabbit hole, Googling things <laughs> online and in it, it takes you down some rabbit holes. And I, <laughs> I would recommend getting a reading from someone because it, it really helps simplify it all. Um, that's the one con I would say to human design is that it's not presented in a way that's super user-friendly at first. The good news is today we'll kind of go over some basics that, that are very important to understand at the very beginning anyway, and we can all take that into our lives to be better humans. Um, and then when you find a good human design reader, they, oh my gosh, they just can decode all that information to make it so usable in your life. And then it just, it just helps us all to live more downstream instead of fighting the way that we're made, you know? <laughs> exactly. Um, so before we get into all the details of it and the types of human design and all of that, I want everybody to hear a little bit of your story and how you stumbled on it, what about it lit you up, and then how it kind of helped you navigate your life so that we can better understand why this is important. I have an interesting journey because I... Um, I've always been into alternative medicine. My family always had health issues um, that Western medicine wasn't able to heal. And so I've been to Chinese medicine doctors and, you know, chiropractors and whoever forever, <laughs> my whole life. Um, and then in college, I had a, a really bad ski accident and had a traumatic head injury and had to relearn how to walk, relearn how to learn, relearn how to do most basic things. And it's thanks to alternative medicine and energy work that my body slowly began to rebuild. And now I'm, I'm a much clearer human than I was then because of all of that rebuilding and in, in, from crystal therapy and acupuncture and Chinese medicine. And so I'm now a certified energy healer because I really believe in the power of that medicine because it's it's such a nurturing way to bring our body back into balance effortlessly. Yeah, really. Totally. Um, and so, you know, that's sort of my, so to me, all this stuff is very normal. <laughs> and so I'm just prefacing <laughs> with that because I know for a lot of you. You're speaking the right crowd though. I mean, <laughs> yeah. if you're here, you, you're into the energy and all the wounds. So go with it. Perfect. <laughs> because I, you know, I'm an energy healer and I've been doing, I'm trained in Acunect as well, which is a form of body talk in Chinese medicine. So it's a way to communicate with the body see energetically what needs to shift so that we can come back into balance. So, you know, when I found out about human design, it just seemed like it's such a cool next layer to understand our systems, right? Because we were all built so differently and we all heal so differently. We all need different things to bring our body back into balance at different times. Totally. And so I think when I found out about it, 
you know, obviously that was the right timing for me in my life because I was just <laughs> lit up by it and it got me so excited. And I, I had found out about it through another healer um, and got a reading pretty immediately. And every single thing she said was so validating and it, and it really, it, it sort of made my brain glitch for a little bit because I, you know, like you were saying earlier in our society, we're so conditioned to operate a certain way, right? Because our society operates for, well, as we'll say later, really towards one of the types of, of human design mostly. Right. It, you know, we, we just kind of grow up going, okay, this is the way we, this is the way to be successful. This is the way, you know, that we need to go to work every day. This is the way that we need to do things. And once you hear about how you're made within human design, it, it like ignites something within you that's, that's remembering like, oh my gosh, yes, this is how I'm built. This is, that feels really good. By learning that and honoring that and try, and implementing it into your life, your body starts to thank you so much because you're like, it's like, thank you for listening because this is how I want to operate. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> that's exactly my experience. <laughs> we'll, yes. we'll get into that. <laughs> because I was so lit up by it, I, of course, just wanted to dive in and learn everything I could. And so, you know, I, I got several sessions by different readers, just because, you know, everyone interprets it a little bit differently and has their own flair with it. Um, and then I ended up going all out into a, a full human design reader training. And so now I'm certified to do readings for other people. Um, I am in no means a, an expert because human design is a very extensive system. I mean, it really just, the information just gets deeper and deeper and deeper. And so I think that's the really beautiful part about it. I think that there's always more to learn with human design. And the woman that I learned from, Jenna Zoe, she's out of England. She, it's been her life mission to really make human design digestible for people, anyone from five years old to 90 years old. She really wants this information to not feel so complex so that we can actually integrate it into our everyday life. And so every, everything that she conveys really resonated with me. And, and I feel like it's really blended well with the other modalities that I already do. It's combining energy healing with human design is just the ultimate thing. That's amazing. I love this. Okay. I don't want to hold people in suspense any longer. <laughs> Hopefully they've paused the episode, gone to look up their charts so that they can kind of like go through this and know which type they are. But by all means, like, let's just dive into it and talk about the, I think there's five, right? The five different types of human design. What are they? Yes. So I really think, you know, in each of the sessions that I do, I, I kind of go into explaining all five types because I could just explain, you know, one person's type, but I think the beautiful thing about human design is if, if we all knew about human design in our society, not only would we be operating more efficiently for how our energy is built, but we'd also have empathy for how your neighbor operates and how your coworker operates so that we're all filling in those pieces and parts and of the puzzle for each other. Yeah. I think you know? about that often with, with two things, with business, like you would work with people in such different ways. And then also I think about friends of mine who have kids and if they were able to bring up their kid, understanding that from the beginning, like there's so much less work and deconditioning to do. So yes, totally. I'm so excited for so, people to hear yeah. about this. <laughs> so yeah, I, I think it gives me chills because it's just, it's so, it's such a powerful thing. And I think that'll really change the course of how we all raise up each other and take care of each other. Yeah. So the first type in human design is is the majority of the population. This is about 70% of people. 
and they call this type generators. And generators have that name because they literally are like a generator that we have to make power in our society. They, they literally have a, a motor within them. And these people, when they are doing things that resonate with them, that motor turns on and they have energy to do things for forever. They just can go and go and go. Like the Energizer and, Bunny. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And, and these people are really here to bring joy to the planet because when they are doing things that resonate with them, I mean, it, they, they almost create overflow energy that resonates out for everyone else to use. And so how their, their system works is that they, they're sort of like a magnet. Their generators constantly are having opportunities, people, places, you know, food, <laughs> all sorts of choices in their life being drawn to them. And their main job and their strategy, as it's called in human design, is to respond. So they need to check in with their gut. And if it's a hell yes, they need to do it. And if it's not a hell yes, it's a no. It's so simple, um, but it's so hard. I mean, if you think about 70% of people, I, I wouldn't say 70% of people are running around jumping for joy, doing, right. you know, like with tons of energy. And, and mostly that's because we are conditioned you know, if my dad was an accountant, then I should be an accountant. Or if they had this business, I should take that over, even though that doesn't, you know, doesn't light me up. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, generators, it, it's really their main job to do what is exciting to them. And if they're doing what lights them up and what gets their body excited, it is beneficial for the whole planet. They're said to be one of the luckiest types. A lot of people, when they hear that they're a generator, they're like, oh gosh, I'm just a generator. I'm just like the 70% of people. And I'm like, no, it's like the coolest thing to yeah. be because you have I want energy. that kind of energy. I mean, yeah, yeah. right? <laughs> finding what is aligned for them and finding what it is that lights you up to use that energy and direct your vibe towards that and not waste it in things that don't actually make you happy. Yes. Yeah. So for generators, their main, um, you know, thing that they have to get used to is listening to their gut and not mm -hmm. being in their head about a decision and their body lights up. That's what they, that's their next step. And their body's really good at showing them that. So that's the first type. The next type are called manifestors and manifestors are very cool because there's only like 8% in the world that are manifestors and they're, they're sort of a dying breed in a lot of ways, um, energetically as, as throughout our human existence. Um, manifestors used to be the most powerful people on the planet and they still are They're because they literally are made to manifest and to create new things in the planet. Their aura allows them to basically initiate and create change in the planet. Manifestors, I think human design is a really beautiful thing for manifestors to learn about because their energy is so different that they go through life kind of triggering people left and right just by them being them because they're meant to bring change. And as humans, we suck at <laughs> change. That's uncomfortable. <laughs> Don't Super like it. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's interesting because, yeah, they're just going through life, you know, kind of triggering people, but they really are born in this planet knowing what they want and how, and just getting after it and doing it. And so the, the main strategy for manifestors is to actually inform others about what they're doing before they do it. Because for whatever reason, you know, when someone goes to do, to invent some new thing or write some new book, it's so new to us that, that when we hear about them doing it, we're like, oh my God, what are they doing? And we get freaked out, I think, is what happens. And so by them informing us about what they're doing, 
it allows, it kind of unhooks a trigger for us, it, for humans to be like, okay, I, I don't quite understand what you're doing, but I at least know what you're doing now. So go do your thing. <laughs> you know, totally. <laughs> it's a, it's an interesting, yeah, it, it, it's, I think, so to go back to generators, the other layer in this is that generators, um, if they are living out of alignment, they feel frustration. Frustration is their not self theme because basically if they're doing things that are a no and not a hell yes, their motor's not going to run and they feel really frustrated. So that's a sign for you generators out there that you're not living in alignment and doing <laughs> and responding well with your gut. Manifestors, on the other hand, when they are living out of alignment, they get angry so, so angry. I have so many manifestor friends in my life. <laughs> when we found out they were manifestors, we're like, oh yes, that, that makes a lot of sense. And, you know, I think that anger comes from their soul being hardwired to create change and know what it wants and to go do these new and great things. But by creating all that, you know, the, the, there's tension all around them and people want to control what they're doing because we don't like the change. And so they just get pissed. <laughs> For manifestors, you know, they, their energy moves, you know, rather than having that motor that, that runs all the time, like generators have, they have a motor that runs only when they have urges for new projects or to do those new things. And they have tons of energy to do it. And then after that, then they need to rest. And so they kind of go in urges and then rest periods. And of course, that's not how our culture is designed. Our culture is designed around generators. We all need to have energy all the time and work nine to five and go, go, go. Right. And so uh, manifestors also get angry that way too, because they're like, I'm tired right now. You know, I'm, I'm not in my urge time. So they're a beautiful part of our population. J.K. Rowling, who wrote Harry Potter, is a manifester, you know, creating a whole new pathway really effortlessly. They're very powerful beings. And so they just need to let people know what they're doing before they do it and actually seize the moment and go do those things that they have urges to do. I actually have a client who I shared human design with and she found out she was a manifester and it was like, oh, that's what, oh my God. And like you have these moments with every single design and discovering it, but she yeah. just started pinpointing all these moments in her life when she was angry. And it was because she was told no, because yeah. she was trying to do something different that either her parents or her significant other or whoever didn't understand. And now she knows to just inform and like the way that that's changing these relationships. And, and again, that's why it's important that even if you're not a manifester, if you see someone who's acting yeah. this way, perhaps like they just need to inform you and then everything will be fine. <laughs> Truly. And it, and it, it does. It's, it's funny. Cause if you're a certain type, obviously listening to the other, these other types kind of might seem, seem confusing. And you're like, that seems so stupid that they have to just like let people know what they're doing before they do it. But it really is life-changing and energetically that's what allows them to be who they are. Right. And you know, when we were talking about raising kids, for example, like if parents knew if they had a manifestor kid, it's interesting. They're, they're the only type that as a, as a child, they actually need to operate a little bit different. Ideally in a perfect world, manifestor kids would learn to ask permission for right. what they want to do before they do it so that they're learning how their energy impacts others because it impacts us all a ton. Mm -hmm. And so by asking permission and the parents teaching them to do that, then they're getting that dynamic down so that by the time they're an adult, they are used to you know, making sure they're letting people know what they're doing before they do it. And right. as an adult, then they move into trusting that they need to do those things, even mm -hmm. if the person disagrees. So you're a blend of the two, right? Yes. You're manifesting so, generators. So that's correct. Kind of 
what is that? <laughs> yes. Yeah, so that's the next type. Yeah. We're called manifesting generators. We're, we're sort of a hybrid for the new time. So each manifesting generator has literally both parts in them, a generator and a manifester. Um, some are more manifester and some are more generator, but ultimately we operate as a generator at our core. So we, we still operate, you know, as that magnet that are drawing things towards us and we need to check in with our gut and do things that light us up. Um, but because we have the manifester part of us, the, with those two things combined, it's like because we have the urges and the motor, we move really fast and we like doing a lot of different things and having a lot of different jobs and a lot of different passions and we're just like zipping all over the place. <laughs> this is so validating for me because I've always had a million different jobs and I've never wanted one career and I've never that just for whatever reason really turned me off. And, and it's been hard for me because a lot of people don't understand that. And they're like, you're so good at this. Like, why wouldn't you stick with this? Or, you know, or, you know, I mean, this hasn't really happened to me, but I could see how people would be like, well, you just need to work harder and just stick with it, you know? And, you know, it's really important for manifesting generators to know that for the, within themselves that we get lit up by things and because that's what our soul wants to learn at the moment. And it could be that we're lit up by that for the rest of our lives Or it could be that, you know, a few months down the road, that doesn't light us up anymore. And we're meant to pivot. As a manifesting generator, we are meant to do all of those things. Um, Generators tend to like to be in things for a lot longer to get really good at something and really good in at one career. But for us, it's, it's not, (laughs) it's not like that. So I like to tell a lot of my family and friends, even as I've learned more about human design, to just give me permission to, to be okay with my mind changing because I, of course, am such a people pleaser. That's helped me to like have the people that around me really uh, on board with my energy because that just helps me to get more in alignment with that as well. Yeah. I mean, you don't want the people around you telling you something that's opposite of what you're already struggling to accept. Like that makes total totally. sense. Totally. <laughs> And so for all of you people pleasers out there, that's <laughs> my little trick for you, little help. The, the difference, right, um, between a generator and a manifesting generator is that we do have those urges to do those, you know, initiating things and we have new ideas for the planet. The key is that if we have those urges, we need to listen to those, but we also have to make sure that the gut is behind that urge. So we have to make sure that it's a hell yes before we go do that thing. The throat center in human design is our manifesting center. And it's interesting because a lot of manifesting generators have thyroid issues Mm. because there's major energies happening between that generator part of us and the urge part of us as a manifester. So if we are jumping on those urges without checking in with our gut, it creates an energy dynamic that can create imbalance. And I've had a ton of thyroid issues in my life. And so again, hearing that was like, whoa, because yeah, there's tons of health related things uh, with human design, according to our different energy centers. So if you are having health issues, this is another cool system to look at to see if you're living in alignment with those systems. So yeah, manifesting generators, obviously I'm biased. I think they're great. (laughs) And (laughs) And, you know, we just have to be okay. You know, we're here to teach people that you don't have to hang on to what's not working. You, you can do all the things that you're lit up by. And, and the coolest thing about generators and manifesting generators is that when we are doing what lights us up, which will not make sense to the population, it will not be logical. It's, it's because our body is saying yes to that. We have so much energy and it is always so surprising for people. But then once we're doing that, 
everyone around you is going to be grateful for you doing what is lighting you up, even if they don't understand it, because they're going to benefit from your energy. So totally. That's beautiful. to projectors which are miss leslie is that is me <laughs> so projectors are such a beautiful piece of this puzzle you know they say that the generators are the worker bees projectors are more of the seers they're the seers rather than the doers and i also have a lot of projector friends and once they heard about this they're like oh thank god <laughs> It just like feels so relieving to know that that's, that is your gift because if a projector or a manifester is trying to operate like a generator all the time and work, work, work at work, it's, it can be so draining if it's, if you're not doing the right, the aligned things for you. So projectors are very sensitive humans. They're very good at seeing where things can be made more efficient. They're very good at seeing into people and understanding people. I always like to refer to them as these cute little birds up in a tree <laughs> because if you think about a bird being up in a tree, they have a totally different perspective than everyone else on the ground. So if a bird is up in the tree and let's say there's all these lions and tigers down, down on the ground <laughs> and they're the big <laughs> generators doing their thing. <laughs> let's say you know, this bird is just looking after all these big animals down on the ground. And let's say this lion is just hunting and going around in circles and circles and not catching anything. Naturally, that bird is going to be like, well, Mr. Lion, if you just hunted over there, you might catch something. Because <laughs> you're, you're obviously not, nothing's working right over here. You're doing it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? And the lion will look up at the bird and just be like, F you, don't tell me what to do. I'm doing yeah. my thing. No, yep. they don't want to hear about it. For a Projector that is just such a uh, stab in the heart for them because projectors really want to help because they can. They have a set, they literally, their gift is their perspective of this world. They see things truly differently. What's interesting is their not self theme is bitterness. That's the emotion that comes up for projectors because they naturally just want to be acknowledged for their gift of seeing which makes sense right it's like they literally help us to be so much better and they yeah. help the generators especially manage the energy that we have in a much more efficient way which helps all of us the strategy for projectors is to wait for the invitation meaning that that little bird could be like all right all the lions and tigers down here i just want to let you know i have a great view up here and i can see where all the all your prey is <laughs> So if any of you want to know about how you could hunt better, just give me a ring, like, let me know and I'll be here. And that way, when that lion is starving to death and getting so hungry, he'll finally be like, all right, let me go ask the little bird. <laughs> and then he'll go to the bird and be like, okay, how can I hunt better? And the bird is like, oh my gosh, I know exactly how to help you. And, and they'll direct that lion, if that makes sense. That's such a great analogy. And it's really <laughs> funny because every time I've 
I've heard that from you, but I've also heard this analogy in other ways as well, just about being the bird up on the tree. Mm-hmm. And it, <laughs> it just makes me laugh because it literally makes me think of myself in events. And I very much will always find a point where I can stand up high and kind of like look over things and I'll be like, that's going to happen there. That needs to go over that way. We got to do this mm-hmm. before that happens. And like, I either have to just do the things or mm-hmm. like let the person who knows who, who's like area that is like, Hey, if you want, I can help you with this. But like, I really do have to phrase it in that way, or it's going to get shot down and it's going to be a, a feeling of like, Oh, but I, I told you that was going to happen. Like, yeah. And then that just feels like shit. You don't want that. So understanding that has been a game changer. (laughs) Totally. And, you know, I think projectors also don't have a motor. So, you know, they, they, they just have to care for their body. They have to be really aware of their bodies and eat well and sleep well and just take care of themselves well. And if they do that, it doesn't matter. A projector can be in any job. It can do, they can do anything. They're really great guides, teachers, um, managers, you know, like a, an ideal CEO or manager of a company would be a projector because they're like, all right, I'm going to organize these people over here because they'd be really good at that. And these people over here and I'll organize everyone. And then I'll just say, okay, open door policy, come ask me any questions. If you need anything, I'll be upstairs, you know, and then right. people can come ask them. Projectors really do well around generators or other people that give them energy. So, you know, if you're surrounding yourself with people that make you feel good, then you can do anything. I mean, I, I have so many projector friends that work so hard and as long as they take care of themselves well and are around great people, they're such powerhouses and they're so helpful for our society. Thank you, Leslie, for helping our direct our society. Oh, no problem. <laughs> I will share more insights on how learning that about myself really helped me, but I want to make sure that we get to the fifth type before we dive into our own personal things. So the fifth type is, is very, the most, I don't want to say the most interesting, but they're, they're most unlike the rest. Um, they are called reflectors and reflectors have that name because they're literally built to reflect back to our population, how we're doing, because how they're designed energetically is to be very, very, very porous to energy. When they are around someone else, they literally kind of become that other person energetically. They are so extremely sensitive and truly, you know, most reflectors don't know who they are in life because they are someone different when they're around different people. Always. That's literally how they're built. And if we you know, we're in a tribe scenario, we would put the reflectors right in the middle of that tribe. We would be honoring them so, so highly because they are here to let us know where energy is out of balance because when they, they're sort of like the canaries in the mine. That's how I like looking at them because they're very fragile. They're very important. They, if they walk into a party and it doesn't feel good, they are not going to do well at that party. Or if they are in a business that's not operating well and there's bad energy there, they are not going to do well. And they travel and they move a lot and environment is huge to them, you know, making sure their house feels good, making sure their, their friend circle feels good. I mean, they really have to be diligent about those things. But the beautiful thing is if they are living in alignment with that, they are meant to just be fully surprised and delighted by life. And they, when they're living in alignment, they are such a beautiful, almost gypsy-like energy type because they just travel all the time and they are so impactful. They make amazing healers and guides and teachers because as soon as they're around you, 
they literally feel how you're feeling and can fully <laughs> reflect back to you how to help help you get out of that feeling. As you can see, all the five types are very different and we all have to care for ourselves in very different ways in order to feel in alignment. But if we're doing that, you can also see how we're all helping each other, right? Like we have the manifestors to create new pathways. So we're not all doing the same things over and over again. We have the projectors up in the tree that are helping all the energy beings to manage our energy really efficiently so that we're creating energy in beautiful ways so the planet can do well. And then we have the reflectors that are really the most sensitive of types to make sure that we are all, that we're all harmoniously working together as a civilization. You know, once you learn your energy type, that's the biggest thing to start paying attention to. And when you look up your chart, your type and strategy will come up and your not self theme, which is that emotion. Those are definitely things to be aware of in your everyday life so that you can start paying attention to whether or not you've naturally been aligned with that or if you've been conditioned because you had a generator parent and you're actually a projector to, to operate in a different way. I want to just kind of echo what you said there at the end that when you download your human design chart, again, it's going to feel super overwhelming. You're going to see all sorts of different shapes and colors and words and like, what is all of this? Those three things that you mentioned, the energy type, the not self theme and the strategy, like that is where to focus on. And, and that's where I started and went down my own little rabbit holes of those things and what that means. And then a little subcategories of that. But I highly recommend also getting a reading. You are a guest speaker inside Infuse, which I talked about yeah. in the intro of this episode. But from that, I was just like, it was an immediate full body yes that like, okay, I need to chat with Siri and I'm done <laughs> with the rabbit holes. I want to understand what the rest of this means because mm -hmm. I feel like it's interesting. The, the chart has so many layers as you talked about, but so do we as humans. And as you start your own like healing journey and learning about yourself and, and learning how to live in alignment, you're going to start at the surface level. And then once you nail that and start to embody it, there's, there's room to go deeper always. Mm -hmm. So it was a point for me that I was just ready to understand it more. Highly recommend that. It was so helpful. And so thank you again for that. But I kind of want to share a little bit from each of us of like our biggest lessons of human design. Because for me, before I knew about it, it was very much like I was living in this go, 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 never not working, trying to be a generator, basically. Yeah. And it was totally burning me out. I didn't really understand why. I talk about that a lot here on the podcast because I think it's so important to recognize if you're burning yourself out or if you're feeling bitter, mm -hmm. you're a projector, there are reasons and these are signs. And based mm -hmm. on what your human design is, there's going to be signs that need to be like looked at and be like, huh, curious, why am I burning myself out so much? You know, I would work a festival weekend and then not be able to get off the couch for three days. And like, yeah. that's not a sustainable cycle for me, but it was the way I was living. And it was the way society told me that I was supposed to be. And so it was interesting to me to hear you say that when projectors learn that they're the seers, not the doers, that they feel relieved. I actually felt the opposite. I was like, well, what the yeah. fuck? No, like I have to work all the time. That's what I do. I have coined this mantra and like this badge of honor of never not working. Like, what do you mean I can't do that? Yeah. And so learning to actually rest and slow down and like allow myself to play or just be was so hard. It was yeah. the most difficult thing to do. But once I did it and allowed myself 
to do that without guilt, like I really noticed a huge difference in my energy. And because I'm an energy projector, I do have those little bursts and I can not only recognize when they're happening, but like then also accept when it's not happening and when the burst is over and it is time to rest or whatever it is that I need. And and tapping into that has been probably the most valuable lesson of my own personal journey. But then pushing it even further when we did the, like, that's the very surface level of projector that I was able to just be like, huh, okay, okay, how does this work within my life? But then taking that deeper and looking at the chart and doing the reading with you, it was this massive validation and kind of a bit of permission to just take messy action. Because another layer of it, if you are, if and when you're ready to go deeper is your profile. Mine is a three, five, which biggest takeaway I took from that is like, I get to just try things. Like that is literally what I'm here to do is to do this trial and error and live in my truth and understand that there are no rules, which is funny because I said that in the very first episode of this podcast. I was like, there's no rules. Fuck it. And now it's like, that's the theme of life. There's no rules in how I have to be or do things. And it just releases all of this stress of, am I taking the right action? Is this going to be the wrong step? It's going to be a mistake. And like, now that's all lifted away because there are no mistakes. There's no failure. There's just learning, which is another layer of like, now I get to look back at my past quote unquote failures as like, I actually don't need to feel regret or that doesn't mean anything about me. That just means I tried that. That went this way. I learned from it. Now I try this. Seems like the most simple thing now that I'm here in it, knowing it and doing it. But it was like, such an aha moment of of that. And then the other thing I want to share is how many times the the need for nature came up while you were talking. It was like four or five times, which was such a funny thing because I was like, well, yeah, duh. I love nature. It was just kind of like this, this further validation that like, yes, you know that you love it, but you also need to like get out in it and use that as your medicine. And it came at a time that I was, it was right before I was actually officially moving back from Nashville to Lake Tahoe. And that was a really tough move for me, but it was kind of this like moment of confirmation. I need to live in nature in order to live in alignment because I need that every day. I can't just have snippets of it. That's not going to sustain me. So totally. So many aha moments. There's a million more, but I could just, I'll just do a whole nother podcast episode on yeah. that yeah, right? <laughs> another day. But Thank you for yourself, helping me see myself like in that authentic way that I can live in alignment because it's amazing. So it's, it makes me so happy to hear that. And, and it's, you know, like that's what lights me up about this. It truly is life-changing and especially if you are in the right time of your life and you really want, you know, that you're, you're being lit up by the thought of learning that information and, and just understanding and, yourself better and I talk a lot about authenticity here and it's, it's one thing to just, yeah, be who you are, but like, do you understand who you're meant to be? Right. And then right. are you living truth in that? Totally. And, and yeah, we all have our different routines and our different patterns and, and what she was mentioning with three, five, that's her profile, which is base. It's basically a, a more in-depth look at your personality and the aspects that your soul brings to this. I mean, there's tons of that in the, in the reading too, because we go into your gifts and, and why you're here and all of these things. But um, I think that 
that was another liberating thing for me as well. I'm a two four, which is a really conflicting pair of numbers because a two is a is a hermit. It's someone who loves to be by themselves, but it's also someone who's naturally gifted at things. And the four is a community builder. It's a people person. It's people it's people need to be around people. So my whole life has just been push and pull of like, oh my God, I love I hate people. That's hilarious. So, yeah. And and yeah, it's, you know, I think all of these different tidbits from human design, when you put them all together, it just really, it, it, it like you said, it's tough at first because it threatens that conditioning and, you know, whatever patterns we had up until then, you're like, well, no, that's how I do things. And that's what's <laughs> yeah. awesome, you know? And then once you're like, once you kind of sit with it for a while, it's like, oh, right. I, I can do things differently. And actually this does feel better to do it yeah. this way. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Because the conditioning is strong. We are so unconscious of so much of the conditioning that we are operating with, you know, and this, this is just another way to wake up to that. I would love to know like how understanding human design for you has helped you to direct your vibe and process your energy differently. I think I'm someone who really gets in my head about things. And so, but you know, according to my human design as a manifesting generator, I really have to listen to that gut. You know, that's a huge indicator for my next steps, right? And so really taking time to make decisions, to to check in with my gut and to not let my head be the one that's ruling the show has been huge for me. Mm. I've spent a lot of my life just on roller coasters of energy and, and going in spirals of frustration and then depression because I didn't quite know what was going on. But you know, as a manifesting generator, I do a lot of different things. I have a lot of different people in my life and a lot of different jobs and a lot of different stuff going on. And I've been learning that I've also held on to a lot of those jobs after they didn't light me up anymore. Um, And just because of the people pleasing part or whatever, I've been learning to really clear those things out when they're not working and to trust that when I clear those things out, that makes space for more options to drop in. And that's the part of testing universe you know, and really trusting that universal plan. And it's all of this is, of course, easier said than done. But it's been so, oh my gosh, like to actually feel when my body is lit up by something and to feel how happy I am and how I can just go and go and go. And then to feel when I'm frustrated and I'm stuck, it just feels horrible. And to now know how I can get out of that is has been totally life changing. And And it's just helped me to feel good about how I'm made and to like honor how I'm made and to trust myself in all the things that I like to do. You know what I mean? (laughs) Totally. That's so beautiful. I have chills. I love that. Okay. So let people know how they can connect with you, follow along to learn more, reach out to you to get a reading, whatever they want to do. Yeah. So I I have a website, um, it's siriweringa.com, which is my name. And maybe Leslie can put it in the show notes because it's a long name, (laughs) unfortunately. Same with Instagram. um, It's just at siriweringa. Yeah. I've been very social media averse my whole life, but I am really working on (laughs) getting out there more. And so I have an earring business called Searings. Um, Siri plus earrings makes earrings. And so I make (laughs) adventure earrings for women. So that Instagram page used to be just for the earrings and now I'm transitioning it into all the things that I do as a true manifesting generator. Awesome. Um, it, it, it's a great place to follow along because I'm starting to share a lot more wisdom from my whole life from all that whole healing journey to help any of you that are following so that like we've shared today, like the things we've shared today, if you really take that to heart, will, will change your life. And so that's my goal with all the things that I share in that Instagram. So 
please follow along and be fun to have you there. I offer healing sessions and human design readings if you need any help in that realm. And definitely look up your chart, the first step, and then listen back to the show to (laughs) see what type you are and really sit with that for a while. And then when you feel ready to get more information, getting a reading is the coolest thing ever. Oh, I totally agree and highly recommend Siri for that. Thank you so much for taking a moment out of your time with your family. You're in one of my favorite places in Montana. And I'm so grateful that you took some time to share your magic with my audience. Thank you so much for having me. That was so fun. Yay! (laughs) Thank you so much for spending this time with us today. I know how much energy it takes to sit down and listen to a podcast. So I am celebrating you. If you enjoyed this episode, please screenshot it. Put it on your social media, tag Direct Your Vibe Podcast and my personal account, LeslieAllison33, so that I can see it. Keep your vibes high and we'll talk soon. This is all my opinion, ain't nothing that I'm saying, Lord. This is a true confession of a life learned lesson I was sent here to share with y'all. So get in where you fit and go on the shine. Clear your mind, now's the time. Put your salt on the shelf, 